This is Matt Hurt at Obsessive Viewer on Twitter. This is Tiny at Obsessive Tiny on Letterboxd. And this is ObsessiveViewer.com's The Obsessive Viewer Podcast. Hello and welcome to The Obsessive Viewer, where a movie and TV podcast that covers a specific topic, be it genre, trope, movie, or show each episode. You can find more of our work at ObsessiveViewer.com, more of our podcasts at ObsessiveViewer.com slash podcasts. You can also like us on Facebook and join the Facebook group at Facebook.com slash The Obsessive Viewer. And you can also follow us on Letterboxd at uh, Obsessive Viewer, Obsessive Tiny, and I am Mike White. And finally, you can support us on Patreon at Patreon.com slash Obsessive Viewer at the minimum rate of $1 per month for an exclusive RSS feed with content recorded specifically for Patreon supporters. And we just talked about police shows yeah um live pd live pd and uh oh facebook live stuff yeah um yeah also i did want to highlight um i don't know where it is in my thing we got a new um uh facebook group member oh cool yeah it's cool because like on the um i felt bad first of all because (laughs) i uh this like people have to request to join the Facebook group and obviously, you know, you'll get accepted. It's just to weed out like, uh, um, bots and stuff. Right. Um, and that happened like right when I was in the midst of my, uh, social media blackout for Endgame. Mm. Um, so it was like a couple days before I could actually get the, get the, get the person approved. Gotcha. I can't find their name, but it was cool. Cause like part of the sign in thing is that it's like uh when when someone requests to join um they like it says like hey how did you find us like i i put like hey how did you find us and this person uh ducky thornton um s- said uh through podcast addict addict oh okay addict 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 yeah podcast mm-hmm. addict yeah so anyway so welcome ducky um hope you're enjoying the podcast and, uh, yeah, so other than that, uh, any news at the top of the, oh, how's it going, Tiny? Oh, it's good, man. Good. Bueno. Nice. Uh, yeah, I, I'm good too. Thank you for asking. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> no. well, you know. Uh, no, nah, I'm okay. I'm just in the wallowing pit of despair, but that's fine. <laughs> um, no, uh, everything's good. Uh, big weekend last weekend. Totes. Um, Avengers Endgame. Game of Thrones. Yes. Picking a turd out of my cat's butt. Um, <laughs> that was actually today. I lied there. But anyway, um, today, this episode is about Endgame, and we're going to do a completely spoiler review. So if you haven't seen Endgame, I'm going to make a note on the on the title of this episode that it's going to be a spoiler review. So if you haven't seen Endgame, uh, don't listen to this. Yeah, um, please don't. <laughs> please don't. There is a lot to spoil in this, uh, in this movie, and... I don't want to be responsible for taking away anyone's enjoyment of something. So, uh, we're going to go spoilers, spoilers free on, that's a confusing way to say it. <laughs> um, spoilers on for Avengers Endgame. Before we do that, is there anything? Any business? Any business to attend to? I don't think so. I don't think so either I probably do it. speaking of business cracked a billion dollars already oh my god yeah how how it's ridiculous and it's i think insane. like the opening weekend like domestic was like three 
120 some, I think. It's crazy. Um, like, and worldwide it was obviously like a billion. Right. Um, insane. And there were a lot of like takes online of people saying like, well, um, like you guys can celebrate that and everything, but, um, it's also at the, like, it's also just giving money to a massive corporation that's owning everything and was responsible for thousands of people losing their jobs at Fox and stuff. Referring to Disney. It's true. Yeah. But, like, what am I supposed to do about that? I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not going to see the movie now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there may be more nuance to that, um, argument and that, uh, that take on it, but I, yeah. I don't care. I just, I, I want to watch the movie and I like the movie. Not necessarily celebrating it. It's just noteworthy. I yeah. Mean, oh yeah. Like, I don't know. It doesn't matter if they make any money now because they're not going to make any more. Well, I mean, yeah. you know, it's, well, yeah. It's the final chapter, if you will. Yeah. But oh, still. they're making, like, yeah. I know. They're making yeah. more, but anyways. Yeah. Anyway. Shut up. Um, person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, good time. <laughs> no, that, that person. <laughs> Get the stick out of your ass. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, let's just dive into spoilers. We're gonna, I'm gonna play a clip from the trailer, and yeah, uh, we're gonna talk spoilers for Avengers Endgame, uh, after we play a clip from the trailer here. I saw all these people die. Keep telling everybody they should move on. Some do, but not us. Even if there's a small chance, we owe this to everyone who's not in this room to try. We will. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Um, all right, so spoilers on for Avengers Endgame. Tiny, you yes. saw it sad Friday, Friday night. night. Friday night. Friday night, and I saw it Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Um, you, because we had talked about it, uh, you, it's crazy because there were no seats. Like, yeah. it, it was insane. Like, I was lucky to get, I was extremely lucky to get, like, my preferred seat, mm-hmm. uh, on a Saturday night. Um, that, like, I, like, Okay, peek behind the curtain when I go see a movie and like like when me and Kirsten go see movies, we always get like K K nine and K ten. <laughs> um and invariably I always make a stupid joke about dogs. Um for K nine. Uh, of course uh, you do. Yeah. Um but I was able to get like K nine was the only seat available in that screening. So I like grabbed that and then I'm gonna see it again with Kirsten probably this weekend, I don't know. Okay. But um I was so surprised and the weird thing was uh K ten was empty during oh. the movie. Like like I, it was like whoever got that ticket didn't show up. Damn. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was weird. Um, what was your experience Friday night going to see it? Um, it was uh, relatively positive. Okay. There was a dude behind me. Oh, no. Who was also, I went by myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was also there by himself. Mm. Uh, but he wanted to talk to somebody, I think. Uh. And he would have like these little comments. 
and he was speaking at like full volume. Like during the movie? Like a few he was he wasn't like annoying or like okay. a stereotype or anything mm-hmm. like that, but he, he was He wasn't like tapping his feet or or, no. or counting down to a miss, to a to a shuttle launch in a yeah. documentary about the Apollo 11 mission. <laughs> Nothing that egregious. Okay, yeah. Um but like <laughs> like uh like the opening opening scene like it opened up and you know, that opening scene where Hawkeye is mm. teaching his daughter how to shoot, and then he's like, calls out to someone and they don't answer. He just goes, Oh no. And oh. I'm like, Like, if, if you, like, I, as, to myself, I was just like, I was like, Oh God. Like, when I was, when I saw yeah. that scene, you know. Same here. I was like, Oh God. Like, but no one could hear me. Mm-hmm. But I had an audible reaction as well, because I was like, This is going to hurt. That guy was just like, Oh no. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm not ready for this. I was like, God damn it. Don't do this the whole movie. Uh, I didn't, he I, didn't do it the whole, he probably did it. Four to six times throughout the okay. movie. Okay, that's still that's but still weird. We will. I the worst one was much later on during the climax of the film. Okay, pissed me off and like really? I almost like after the movie I was almost like maybe next time keep your comments to yourself. I almost I, said it because I was okay. so fucking mad. <laughs> okay. Oh my let, god, it made me mad. Let me let me put into context my feelings right now. <laughs> I'm getting such a weird sick glee out of your torment of that because <laughs> it's I'm usually so you used to being yeah it's usually you <laughs> i'm so thrilled yeah um schadenfreude yes uh, so, i'm gonna take a drink real quick it didn't it didn't ruin the movie it didn't ruin my experience but i was annoyed i can definitely understand that yeah. and it's funny because when hawkeye's family started vanishing and stuff like okay i was sitting uh, in k9 um and Right next to me was this dude that uh, was there with his wife or girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sitting there and like, um, he like, uh, uh, he didn't really do much of anything. Like, I did take a a really quick pee break during the movie, and when I came back, like his hand was like over like the armrest, like like making contact with my seat. Whoa. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. And like when he saw me like approaching, he like put his hand back and I'm like, what, 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 what? Weird. Yeah, very weird. But anyway, when Hawkeye's family disappeared, his wife exclaimed, oh no! (laughs) Or like, no, uh, like, like, like screamed it. Yeah. She, like, like she would, she would interject with things here and there and he would too. Um, at a volume that it was not appropriate, I think. Okay. A little loud. Like, okay, like, when, when, <laughs> when, like, Captain Marvel comes in at the, uh, in the climax of the movie, like, and there's, like, a whole, a whole, like, mystery of, like, oh, what are they shooting at? What's going on? Then mm. he's like, Captain Marvel. And I'm like, oh, thanks, bud. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, and, oh, and then, like, when, uh, when the movie is in 2014, um, and we see Ebony Mao from Infinity War. Mm-hmm. She just blurted out, like, wait, didn't he die? Oh my God. It's like, okay, follow the plot. Jesus. I, like, the, it's all I ask. Like, if you're yeah. going to see a movie, follow the fucking plot. Right. It's not hard either. I mean, I agree. <laughs> uh, it's not hard. And uh, like, I, maybe I'm a stickler for that kind of thing. Cause like, okay, time travel movie, which we will talk about the time travel. Mm-hmm. Um, time travel movies are, one of my favorite types of movies yeah and also one of the more frustrating types of movies because i feel like just by default 
the fact that a time travel movie involves time travel, like by default, immediately makes a percentage of people that are watching it or discussing it not be able to or have struggle with comprehending what's going on. Right. Yeah. Um, like that's just, and it's not like, I'm not saying like, Oh, I'm smarter than everyone or anything. I mean, I am, but no, I'm not, not really. <laughs> I'm really stupid. But anyway, um, <laughs> um, but no, like, like it's just, it's frustrating. Cause like I, I'm someone who loves that type of that, that storytelling device. And like, and it's not like a problem of like, Oh, people not following plots, clearly or anything or any, anything it's just some people are when you introduce a concept like time travel it screws with the chronology obviously of the of the plot and everything and that any like non-linear story is going to be a struggle for someone who is so accustomed to linear storytelling mm-hmm. um but anyway we're we're getting ahead of ourselves so um so she screamed when when hawkeye's uh, family disappeared um what did you think of that opening sequence um it was kind of harsh because it's like mm. you know we're all still reeling from last year with the uh, mm-hmm. you know everyone being snapped into dust mm-hmm. um and it, that just was so emotionally wrecking and then like they start off the movie with more of it yeah it was kind of harsh but i think it was um I think it was sort of fan service because I think a lot of people were a little peeved that Hawkeye wasn't in Infinity War at all. Yeah. Um, and so they just really launched him into the new, mm-hmm. uh, this this concluding film. So I think that was, it was, uh, I don't want to say good and bad, but it was uh, the bad with the good. I'll put it that mm-hmm. way. So. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I, I liked it a lot just because it reestablished what happened, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it also just brings it it brings us into this emotional context because, um, yeah, uh, it's a dis like dis filled with despair and right. everything. So it's it's a good way to kind of bring us into that tone into the movie. Mm-hmm. I thought I appreciate it for that. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about what is essentially the prologue of the movie, where they the event the remaining Avengers come together, go to Thanos's little space garden mm-hmm. and. <laughs> Uh, kill them and decide like, oh, like, kill them and they're like, oh, well, the Infinity Zones are gone. Like, what are we gonna do? Yeah. Uh, what do you think of all that? Like, how did you feel like in the moment? I was really like, what the hell are they gonna do? Holy <laughs> shit! Like, I, I was, I was genuinely like, because I, I mean, I really didn't have much of an idea of how I thought this was gonna play out. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I mean, there's a time stone, so like, what if they get just the time stone and it allows them to do something? You know. That's what I was thinking. I was like, but then it would just kind of be like a rehash of Infinity War. That's a little bit lazy, maybe. So I was just like, I really don't know what they're going to do with this. Um, I knew, obviously, there has to be time travel. I figured there was, that was going to happen. Um, but the way they got there was, uh, I think that was the most laborious part of the film, that first third. Mm-hmm. Um, or like from the, from the, from the pro, the end of the prologue to when they actually travel for the first time, they all get on that pad and travel. Oh, okay. So like I think, after the time jump. Yes. Okay. I think that was all a little bit laborious. Um, Interesting. And just like a little, um, I didn't hate it at all because I just love right. those characters so much. You know, yeah. it, it was still entertaining, and I still enjoyed it. It's just compared to the rest of the film and compared to some of the other high spots of this franchise, I feel like mm. that was just a little. I'm, I'm really trying to wrap my head around it. It's just kind of um, too. Uh, not to put words in your mouth. Um, it was. Are you trying to say that it was like too? 
um, not expository, but like too much setup. Yeah, yeah, a lot. It's just all setup. Yeah, that's a good way to put. It. Like forty minutes of setup. Yeah, and um, kind of convenient mm. that the whole quantum realm thing exists, and they found a way to travel through time see, without the time stone. See, okay, I don't, I don't have a problem with the quantum realm realm existing mm-hmm. or it being used for time travel. The thing that kind of made me go like, wait, really? Was the fact that a rat just walks across the pad and like brings Ant Man back? <laughs> And, yeah, yeah. That's how. Like, I thought, okay, there, maybe it could have been a better. I, and then I, I guess on the other hand, I don't know, because like I was thinking, like, well, couldn't they have done that a little cleaner? Like, yeah, have show Ant Man like get himself back somehow, right? But then again, it's also like, well, he's not like a scientist or anything. Yeah, it wouldn't make sense for him to be able to get himself out of that situation. True, true. <clears throat> and it's kind of the whole reason why. That ending in, in Ant Man and the Wasp is so uh, crazy. Yeah, um, or just something a little less up to chance than a rat stumbling across a button. Yeah, like somebody breaks into the storage place and hits right. the buttons, or you know, a security guard gets gets curious and yeah, whatever. That would have been a little more, I think, mm-hmm. uh, satisfying. But uh, but yeah, true, true. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, what did you? What, let's talk overall. What did you think of the movie? How does it rank with you? Well, we'll save rankings and stuff for later. But what, okay. how did you feel about the movie going into it and coming out of it? Um, going into it, I mean, like, I had the high, highest expectations you can have for a movie because I was like, Joe and Anthony Russo have literally hit everything out of the fucking park. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just like I, they far exceeded what I thought the franchise could do. Um, as soon as they joined up, I was just beyond impressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, they need to crush this. Like, yeah. and if they don't, I'm not going to say it's going to be a failure, but I'm saying I will be surprised if they don't absolutely crush this. Right. So I had the highest expectations possible. Um, and they, they met them. They mm-hmm. completely met them. I loved it. 3000. Nice. I mean, oh, it was nice. so good. That's um, awesome. yeah, I mean, it's I, 10 out of 10, number one movie of the year so far. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just, so satisfying in so many ways. Actually, I think I cried more at Infinity War. Oh, really? Um, like, because people were talking about, <laughs> there's like a news report of some lady who had to like, they had to call it, they, someone called an ambulance because she was crying so hard or something oh, like that. I was okay. like, yeah, I was like, let's that's, calm it down. You know. I think that. But there were parts at the end yeah. where I like, I smiled because it was very, we'll get to it, but like, yeah. it was very quiet in the theater and you could just hear people sobbing. Oh, me too. I was like, dang, that's, I mean, like, this is a unique thing. Like, yeah. it's a fucking superhero movie and right. people are like dying, you know? Um, and I, I had, I had all those same emotional reactions as well. It was so freaking good. Yeah. Um, I agree. I didn't, I didn't, cry, I didn't really cry during Infinity War or I did mm-hmm. get, um, a little bit, uh, teary-eyed in a couple of parts in this. I may have, I may have had more of an emotional reaction. Well, I don't know if I'd say that. Uh, more of an emotional reaction of parts of Game of Thrones in this. <laughs> uh, but not really. Cause no, cause there were, there were parts in this where I was, I was, uh, emotionally compromised. Okay. But, uh, yeah, expectations going in were that it was going to conclude this whole thing, uh, with an asterisk. Um, because we're getting more out there now, right. not making them. But, um, this chapter of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going to be com- concluded. And I had very, um, I had ideas for, for how I wanted it to end. And 
honestly, like pretty much <laughs> the way it ended was like uh pretty much exactly what I thought would happen. Really? Like, pretty much like in the in the vaguest terms. I was like, okay, well, um Tony's gonna die somehow. Like mm-hmm. he's gonna get killed. And they've uh, been telegraphing that for a while. Yeah. 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 And I, I really, th- like, I had this theory, and I'm glad that it kind of came to fruition that, um, Steve was going to somehow, he w- he wasn't going to die, but it was going to be, uh, Chris Evans' last outing as Captain America. That was my thought. Um, and I, th- because that, op- that first teaser, um, showed him looking at the, uh, compass with the, I think, is that a compass? Yeah. Uh, with a picture of Peggy Carter. I was like, oh, I bet, you know, I bet it's going to end up that he is going to somehow, like, I think, I thought he was going to sacrifice himself in some way. Mm. Um, and sacrifice himself by going back in time for something. Mm-hmm. And then I couldn't figure out the, lo- the logistics of it, but I was like, and he's going to get to spend the rest of his life with Peggy Carter in the past. Yeah. Um, so, okay. yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm ha- but even though that I even though I some in some ways called it um still super satisfied. Yeah, um, nice. Incredibly satisfied with it. That's good. Um when they introduced time travel to it, did you expect time travel in this movie? Cuz there were like reports and stuff. Um but I know you didn't really keep your ear to the ground with that. No, I didn't. Um I did expect it because I was just like I don't see how they could rectify this any other yeah. way. Um and I didn't see this movie going super dark and like you know, they don't actually reverse what Thanos did and it's just right. Thanos is still successful and it's a really dark thing. Um I didn't see it going that way, so I was like, I think they're gonna win. Um but I think it's obviously gonna be a lot of uh a big price to pay to get yeah. there. I knew, I knew that, but, um, yeah, I, I figured it has, there has to be time travel involved. I just, mm. I couldn't think of any other way they could do it. Yeah. Um, I figured that it was going to involve time travel. Cause like I said, there were like report, like one of the, one of the few leaks that came out was like, Oh, they like, there were set photos that had the actors in their costumes from the battle of New York. Right. So it's like, okay, they're clearly going to go back in time. But, yeah. yeah. Um, I was all for it and I was super satisfied with the way that it was portrayed in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about the actual missions, like to the past. They went to, <laughs> uh, they went to Morag where, uh, Peter, uh, Peter Quill, uh, gets the, uh, whichever, the uh, Power Stone? Power Stone, yeah. Yeah. Um, loved that scene where it, like it shows him dancing. Yeah, but we see it from their perspective. The classic music drop, yes. and then they came out of it, and he was just like, "Come and get caught up." It's hilarious. So great. Warmers, <laughs> he was like, "So he's an idiot." Yeah. yeah, that was great. So funny. Um, yeah, I loved that. how they they kind of played with those tropes because mm-hmm. that's a big part of Guardians of the Galaxy. Those music drops. Yeah, and we all f- love the shit out of them. Oh, they're yeah. so great. And so that was just a fun little spin on that. Totally. That uh, totem of that franchise, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, totally fun. Yeah. Uh, super great. And then uh, went back to the Battle of New York. That was really satisfying. Um, especially with... Like, I'd forgotten that... Uh, I, I can't even remember. Oh, the Tesseract and uh, Loki Scepter were there. So there were two stones there. I thought there were three. Didn't, this, didn't you say there were three in New York? There, there were three in New York at that time. Cause the okay. third one was, um, uh, the great one from Dr. Strange. 
right? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Tilda Swinton. Right, and um, uh, yeah, the Hulk went and got it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that was that was cool, but uh, I loved seeing like. Oh, um, just the way that they interacted with the past and everything, like that fight sequence between Captain and Captain. Oh my God. That was one of my favorite lines that, in the movie. He's like, I can do this all day. He's like, yeah, yeah I know. I know. <laughs> that was so funny. So uh, freaking great. Because they don't let comedy Chris Pine out or uh, right. uh, Chris or Evans Chris out. Evans. There's so many Chris's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't let comedy Chris Evans out in this franchise, like hardly ever. Right. And so that was just some like classic like uh not another teen movie chris yeah. evans yeah i know and it's like and like he does have comedic <laughs> moments but they're always like the like stoic hero right that is completely like um oh what's the word i'm looking for like driven by his purpose and everything and his, right his duty and everything but he's making like like oh i got i understood that reference and stuff like little yeah. quips like that right but that was like that was such a great like human moment for him, mm-hmm. I guess. Or like in, I think it was, uh, gosh, what was it? Was it Age of Ultron? When he was like, elevator's not worthy. Yep, that was the singer yeah. in Age that of Ultron. That was like w- one of the other few yeah. ones. God, it just showed, like, well, I mean, <laughs> like, the cast has such a great rapport yeah, with each oh, other. Totally. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the whole thing about uh, his ass being America's ass, yeah. that was great. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Lang saying, yeah. like, that's America's ass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he looks down at his unconscious self and is like, yeah. that is America's ass. <laughs> um, but yeah, that whole, that whole part was really, um, interesting to me in, in Captivating. I loved, I loved the elevator scene. Like, yeah. this, this movie, I would say it felt, I guess it felt like the concluding chapter of it, but it also felt like the concluding chapter in that, it called back and paid off so many things um throughout the the franchise's run that it's just it's so great to yeah. see those kinds of payoffs that pay off of you know watching 22 movies <laughs> um but like the whole uh <laughs> it, the elevator scene was great cuz like i was sitting there thinking like is he going to kick everyone's ass again yeah <laughs> um and then i realized well no cuz what's his face is there the the um Ah, uh, the kind of the bureaucratic guy. Yeah, I don't remember his Hydra. name. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Yeah, but he he was there, and it's like, oh, it's be kind of weird for Captain America to beat the shit out of him. Yeah, but just when like when I realized like he's gonna convince them that he's Hydra, I was yeah. like, that is freaking great, <laughs> and it's also great because I and this is completely pieced together from the internet that stuff, but um, within the last few years, there was a run in the comics. Secret Empire, I think. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's it or not, but uh, where it was revealed that Captain America was Hydra, right? Um, but it ended up being like an alternate Captain America or something. He's a clone, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was really that was really cool that they paid homage to that. Totally to that thing that I never read. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so well, and again, it was, it was more just playing around with the tropes, of yeah, the, and the famous parts of the franchise, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. That got um, a lot of laughs, the whole elevator scene. Oh, yeah. When I, during my viewing. Yeah. The lady, uh, the loud lady said something. Uh, I can't remember what exactly she said, but it was something like, oh, they're going to do it again. <laughs> I was like, okay, simmer down. <laughs> Let's keep it to a dull whisper. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that, I'm trying to keep track of wherever, where we are in the, 
I don't know. But yeah, um, this is as good a time as any to bring up Thor. Mm. Uh, Thor Lebowski. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I love the the Lebowski reference in the movie. Yeah. Um, but how did you feel about Thor's transformation in the movie? I feel like his um his whole like emo thing and like you know wallowing and pity thing was it just went on a little too long like when him and rocket were back on asgard trying to get mm-hmm. um what was that the reality stone i think so that natalie portman had uh it was the ether i don't remember what the ether was yeah i don't know yeah i don't know um you know and he's he just can't do anything and mm-hmm. rocket gives him the pep top pep talk i feel like it kind of should have ended right there but it just kept going but then he had the hard heart with his mom and that's what actually brought him out of it and stuff like that so it was it was good character stuff but um i think it bogged down that mission a little bit Mm. um but i'm not complaining at all it's it's tough um so that whole thing like the whole uh out of shape thor thing felt a little goofy yeah not in like the M- in an MCU way, but kind of like a <laughs> like I was watching. I was like, in the back of my mind, I was like, is it is it even is it even possible for like a god to like get a beer gut? Like, right? Is that, is that like within the within the uh, setup of the universe in in the movie through like its own internal logic? Is it physically possible for an Asgardian god <laughs> to get out of shape? Right. Um. And that kind of that that kind of tugged at me a little bit, but I, I have seen like on online a lot of people are praising Chris Hemsworth his portrayal in in the movie for depicting like just general like grief and depression and everything, right? Which yes, uh, I've I've said it before on the podcast. I have I I've got the depressed the depresses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got depression. I'm on medication for it, but and, and like I. That did resonate with me. Like mm-hmm. it didn't. I, it didn't bother me that it was going on for so long or anything because I, I felt like it was a. It was an accurate portrayal. Okay. Um. It just. Re- it really took me back to the time where I shoved an axe in the chest of a titan instead of right. Yeah. Well, um, we all make mistakes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but on a serious note, like, yeah, I totally got like his like his character arc in the movie was very, very much a. Uh, accurate depiction of that kind of wallowing and right. um, kind of that depressive cloud that hangs over you. Mm-hmm. Um, totally get that. Um, I just thought that the whole out of shape Thor was what kind of just felt a little off. Yeah. Um, I get that. Yeah. Um, it was cool to see um, Krog. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. That was great. That was good. The whole thing with the video game. <laughs> yeah. Like that. God, that was that was that was gold. That totally, was gold. absolutely. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that God, there's so much to talk about in this movie. So many different things. What did you have any? What What did you have issues with? Let's not Let's not like yeah. bog down going like set piece to set piece or anything. But like, what did Did you have any issues with the movie? Um, like I said, I feel like that between like but what was basically the prologue and the. Um, to where they actually jump through time, mm. like just a ton of setup, and it was just a little, um, a little laborious is the word I keep coming back to. Yeah. Um, but again, they've done such a good job with these characters that 
you want to spend as much time with them as possible. It doesn't necessarily even matter what they're doing. They're just so enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, their banter and their chemistry and, and all that stuff is just so enjoyable that it didn't even really take me out of the movie or anything. But I was like, oh, they could probably kind of get this going now, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was, there was that... And like I'm, I'm genuinely trying to rack my brain a little bit for, for uh, something. Um, it was kind of weird. This is not a complaint, but that, uh, that, um, Captain Marvel didn't wasn't part of the missions to go back in time. I okay. I kind of felt that way too. Like yeah. I, I know she's the new girl and stuff, and like, yeah. but. I mean, she's just ridiculously powerful. I I agree. And I, I thought it was funny. It, it was funny in a weird way that, like, we get the time jump and everything, and then, like, we get, like, their, them reporting in and their little holograms and stuff. And it's like, oh, that's cool. Captain Marvel's involved. Oh, cool haircut and everything. Yeah. And, like, they're talking and everything. And then she's like, oh, well, I got to go, you know, police the rest of these planets and stuff. Right. Which makes sense. Um, and I love the line where she says, like, there are thousands of planets out there and none of them have you guys. Right. Um, like, that was cool. But it was also like, I mean, we just had a whole movie of her. <laughs> like, yeah. Kind of felt like it was setting the stage for something big for her to play a factor in this movie. Yeah. Um, and I mean, she did in the climax and everything, but I don't know. It just felt, it felt kind of. Yeah. Uh, like it didn't fit as well as I thought that it would. And she, I think she could have been like, she could, it, it would, would have been a good opportunity for like fish out of water kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Cause she wasn't present for that stuff in the past. Like right. the others, the others were, and she'd be like, what's going on? Or like, why does he do that? And mm-hmm. it could have been funny fish out of water stuff, but, uh, yeah, I don't know if the Russo brothers are above that. Right. But, Plus uh, we kind of got the kind of confused kind of explanations and stuff like Ant-Man and right. Hawkeye, I guess. So, yeah. Um, so I mean, other than that, I really can't, I, I can't really think of anything that I'm just yeah. like, no. Would you have liked there have been, there to have been an intermission? Uh, no. Interesting. I don't know why. It, that movie did not feel at all like three hours to me. Oh, I agree. Um, it felt like yeah. two. I mean, it was a full movie. It felt like a full movie, but, mm-hmm. um, it paced really well. Yeah. Um, Oh, uh, let's see. There was a, there was another thing I want to touch on. Is there anything that you were kind of okay. happy with? I do have a little, a couple of little things that I, I had not issues with, but like, it felt like I, that I didn't connect to as much as I thought that I would. Um, so one thing was, I mean, I guess this is really the big thing and it's, it's at the climax of the movie, but <sighs> And I'm going to be careful with how I say it because it's, it would be easy to take it the wrong way. Um, the scene where Captain Marvel gets the, when they're playing capture the flag with the, the new gauntlet. Yeah. Um, and Peter has it. And then, uh, Captain Marvel's like, Hey, you got something for me? And he's like, how are you going to, how are you going to get through it alone? And then, uh, we, I think, she says, or someone says, like, she's not alone. And then yeah. it's like a callback to Infinity War when, right. um, Black Widow, um, Denai Guerrero. Denai Guerrero. I can't think of her character's name. I can't think of her name either. And, um, Elizabeth Olsen. Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Scarlet Witch are like duking it out with Carrie Coons. Mm-hmm. I think that was Carrie Coons. But, um, 
and I, like I get that, and we get the whole big like superhero thing with like all the women superheroes in them, so right. doing that, and like that's gr- like I'm all for that. That's great, mm-hmm. but it kind of felt like. I got the impression, like, I don't know, like, that scene, that moment felt like it was, maybe, maybe this is too harsh a word, but it kind of felt like it was pandering a pandering. little bit. Pandering. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. I think it goes, okay. be- it goes beyond fan service. I think it was, pa- yeah. I think it was pandering. Yeah. But e- yes. So, like, it could have been, it could have been fan service and, like, that would have been fine, like, and everything. And I'm all, like, because there are some really incredible, badass women in the MCU and it's great that they yeah. have that moment in the movie but it also felt like they were checking a box yes um yeah. for the movie and like it feels like i don't know after the success of captain marvel and everything it feels like it feel maybe it doesn't feel like a step back but it feels like it feels like we're past like this whole like okay check this box for this group of right. people to to appreciate this mm-hmm. and check this box for this and everything um and so I don't know. I hope that it just felt it felt a little pandering. Yeah, and the fact that they um like without the line of dialogue, I think it would have been better and without like the whole, you know, let's squeeze all the women into one frame and it's like yeah. if they would have just natural like a more naturally teamed up, I think it would have felt more natural and more genuine. Yeah. It just it it like I was as soon as I saw it I was like pandering. Yeah. Like that's and like kind of predictably predictably all of all the women in the theater just like cheered yeah um which again i don't have a problem with it yeah. and it's you cap- just don't want any women in the mcu I really don't like and we're in the theater when you see the movie. This standalone black widow movie Who gives a shit <laughs> um Jeez. no like uh, more like a jump off the cliff alone <laughs> instead of standalone i mean like honestly out of the out of the top out of the 22 movies mm-hmm. like captain marvel's probably sixth or seventh on that list for me like i mm-hmm. maybe even higher than that like i just i love that movie i love her yeah. character allison Bree's awesome and like mm-hmm. i just i love yeah the female characters are great i don't have nothing against them i'm not right yeah it's just the way that it was it was the execution that i have a problem with yeah i just the execution i agree but i think yeah. that i think that also i think that like the success of like um, Captain Marvel and even Black Panther and everything is going to lead to, uh, like, the, obviously we're getting Black Panther 2. I hope we get another Captain Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just hope that the more that they do that, the more, the less reliant they are on, like, the team up movies to do, like, that kind of, kind of pandering kind of. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that it was really the only other. Oh, uh, I had another issue that, felt a little it's it's contingent on how far from home works out mm. so we're jumping around but the movie the climax of the movie oh god we're, we're gonna have to talk about that yeah um but let's fast forward past everything so the movie ends with five it has been five years since the snap mm-hmm. um when the snap was snooped um <laughs> Peter Parker vanished. Uh, he is brought back five years later. Mm-hmm. They show him going going to school and seeing Ned and them reuniting and everything. What I am struggling with is how how is Spider Man Far From Home going to accommodate, like, in theory, the fact that half of the student body of Peter's school vanished and the other half aged five years mm, yeah um 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, because the whole thing with, like, the Spider-Man movies, like, Homecoming, Far From Home, and they, I think that they had plans for a trilogy, but I'm, I hope that they do four, but I think it's just a trilogy at this point. <laughs> but, like, each one is supposed to be, like, a different grade. Like, first oh, one was really? sophomore year, this one's going to be junior year, the third one's going to be senior year. Okay. And it's like, how do they, I don't know how they're, how they can address that. Yeah. Um, especially in a movie that's co, co-produced with Sony too. Yeah. So it's kind of murky there. Have they said, is, is the film supposed to take place chrono- chronologically after I, this or is it? So I did some digging because I, I have brought this up to several people also and they said the same thing. Okay. <laughs> they said, well, maybe it takes place before Infinity War. Yeah. But, and like, I think, I think it was Robert in Utah or Robert in Indianapolis. Feckus. Um, I think it was Robert in Utah, but he said that, uh, maybe, maybe that's like, maybe the field trip in infinity war is them coming back from the airport from being in Europe. Oh, okay. Um, but I don't think that's the case. And let me explain a couple of reasons why <clears throat> one, the trailers for far from home focus entirely on like, like ha- they have happy in it. And like, he's, he's kind of the new, like, I don't know. He's, he's, well, he, they already have a rapport and everything, but like, it's basically, there's no mention or anything of Tony. Yeah. And that kind of leads me to think like, okay, well, since Tony's dead, um, you know, right. But also I believe that Amy Pascal said like a while ago that, uh, far from home takes place immediately after uh end game. Okay. So I'm just curious how they're going to reconcile that. Yeah. I'll be curious to see it myself. Yeah. yeah. Although there was a comment online that said like, oh it'd be really cool if um it turns out like it like when they go into uh Far From Home, like that introduces characters that have aged up to Peter's age. So like what if like Miles Morales was <laughs> like five years younger in in like homecoming in the timeline of homecoming, but now he's five years older. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but cool. Yeah. So anyway, um, it'll just be interesting to see how that movie in particular reconciles a universe, um, universe wide timeline gap thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so to get to the kind of the climax, yes, the start of it, were you, did you have any predictions on who was going to, wield the gauntlet to do the snap to bring everybody back i had no idea yeah i, I ju- really i did. thought it was going to be thor mm-hmm. uh honestly because he's like a god basically yeah um and so i because th- i thought he was kind of as far as like he took on uh he took on a full star in uh, <laughs> infinity war and so i was like he's probably the most resilient mm-hmm. so i figured it was going to be him um but i, I mean i like the direction they took me too with hulk um um i loved Okay, so so the reverse snap, I I, I like that a lot. I also really like Professor Hulk. Um, yeah, oh, so entertaining, so great. Yeah, when he um, dabbed, oh my god, that, such yeah. a like a dad moment. Yep, God, that was funny. It reminded me of Us, the movie Us. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But so so great. But um, the reverse snap, like I, I feel like we should have backed up and talked about talked about a couple things. But we'll circle back here. In okay. A second. Um. Like that was that was cool and everything, but I love the way that the final battle, uh, like the way that that all plays out. Like it's so terror, like 
it's kind of terrifying. Like, like Ant Man yeah. is looking out the window and is like, I think it worked. And right, and like we're getting the phone call from Hawkeye's wife, and then boom, everything goes to shit. Yeah. Um, but before we get to the actual final battle and everything, I do want to touch on a couple of things in the early parts of the movie, earlier parts of the movie. Uh, a few things, really. One, um, I don't know if it's Anthony Russo or Joe Russo, but he has a cameo in the right. support group. Right. Um, which, that was another thing that, it didn't, I don't want to say it bothered me, because in the movie it didn't bother me. But, like, there were like, there was like, I saw a tweet that was retweeting a, um, an article saying like, oh, one of the Russo brothers has a cameo in Endgame, and it is the first, um, it is the first openly gay character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Huh. Which, on one hand, wow, that's surprising. That's yeah, 22 is. movies, and that's the first openly gay character. That's crazy. Right. But the tweet, whoever retweeted it, put like, okay, let's not hurt ourselves patting ourselves on the back, guys. <laughs> it's like a cameo. <laughs> right, right. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of right there with you. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and like, there are a lot of people that are kind of, they're quote unquote shipping, uh, Captain Marvel and Val- Valkyrie, um, as like a couple. Like, they want, they want like Captain Marvel to be like an openly lesbian. Character. Oh, right. Everything right. would be fantastic. Yeah. Um, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So anyway, um, that, and then, so they go back into the past and Nebula gets kind of, you know, right. Kind of screws everything up. I, I really loved that element to it. Me too. Like very interesting. It's a very clever way to bring uh to bring Thanos back into it. Yeah. Um and Gamora. And Gamora. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah. True. Which to jump ahead a little bit, I loved <laughs> I loved the uh the line toward the end of the movie where Gamora like asked Nebula like him, really? <laughs> She's like it was between him and a tree. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that was great. Totally. Um but I loved that wrinkle in in their whole plan cuz yes. like, up until that point it's like okay, well, they only have one like go back and come back kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um and it's just it's so it was just so satisfying to have that element put into it cuz any good time travel story needs this unpredictable kind of element to it right and i really liked like you said i liked how that reintroduced thanos to it um and it was funny how that mission to morag to get the power stone mm -hmm. was the easiest one like yeah they literally just knocked peter quill on the back of the head one walked in there and grabbed it and it was like oh geez this was super easy right and then that's where the biggest wrench gets thrown into the Mm -hmm. plan um uh, subtextually if you will or you know uh, under the radar but um yeah that was just sort of ironic it made that mission a little more um meaningful impossible impossible. different franchise yeah Uh, um (laughs) it just made things go really fast and furious there oh my god um but anyway uh yeah i i really like that i liked i like the okay so infinity war had such a focus on thanos and i like how he kind of he doesn't necessarily take it back so he becomes more of just a out and out villain in this movie. Yeah. But even then he has this, like him seeing like playback of his death after he's won is just so like adds so many layers to his character Mm -hmm. in the movie. And I think that that was really interesting. And I love how that like, it's, I wouldn't say it's subtle, but it's like, it's something that later in the, in the movie is um, called back to that. Like he, he just determines like, okay, well, uh, I made a mistake. I apparently, apparently killed off half the universe, but you guys still remain. So 
I'm going to do it again, but I'm going to take out, take out everyone. All right. <laughs> yeah. And I love that element because there's one line where Tony says something like, if you, if you change, if you change, I don't remember exactly how he said it. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to confuse it with 11, 22, 63, the miniseries. <laughs> but like, he's like, if you change the past, it'll change you back or it'll fight back or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, just that is, that is one of the, like the whole idea of like course correction and stuff and time travel properties is like right the most satisfying plot element in the story that totally. i totally yeah yeah so yeah. what do you think of all that well yeah when he was when thanos was 2014 thanos comes comes back and he's like describing mm. what his new plan is yeah. i was like that's scary like mm. genuinely really scary and like he's essentially going to make himself a god yeah and just create his own universe and i was like that's because he kind of goes like full Batman villain in that, mm-hmm. in that regard, you know, Marvel's been criticized for their weak villains and mm-hmm. we've talked about it a lot with the MCU. Right. Um, and Thanos is not that he's, he's definitely a, a worthy villain and he's one of the best, obviously in Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, but this like elevates him to another level of like, this is literally the worst thing that could possibly happen Yeah, is him getting the stones back and just literally and not everyone but everything is just yeah. gone like that's literally couldn't get worse than that mm-hmm. so um that was like scary just genuinely mm-hmm. scary and um and the whole um uh nebula thing like that's like when i like started to get worried i was like holy shit how this is how he's going to get back into this thing yeah. and, and it was like that's how they it was just so clever the way they pulled that off and like like that's when i started to worry i was like oh man they're not just going to be able to just snap their fingers and we're good. Like there's right. going to be another battle. There's going to be a fight. And it's like, I just didn't know how they were going to pull it off. And, yeah. and it, and it wasn't like, so it wasn't like some lazy rehash of right. infinity war, you know? Um, it wasn't even a rehash of like the battle on Titan between mm-hmm. him and the Avengers who happened to be there. Right. Um, it was, it was so much more than that. Totally. Really cool. Um, but before we get to the climax and everything, uh, once, once it was shown that Nat and Clint, Hawkeye and Black Widow were going to Vormir. Yeah. Yeah, Vormir. Uh, for the Soul Stone, I was like, they don't know. Yeah, they don't know. <laughs> we know. Right. <laughs> they don't know. Yeah. And man, that was really, that was really good. It was good. Yeah. Um, just they're they're kind of fighting back and forth about who will sacrifice themselves. Right. Um. I love that as like a counter to like the Thanos scene in Infinity War because he's like sacrificing some like he's sacrificing another person, but they're arguing over sacrificing each other. Right. Um. So satisfying. How did you feel totally. about ScarJo taking the plunge? Um. I knew it was going to be her. I think to have Hawkeye do it would be too tragic because same i mean she she doesn't have a family and all that i think i think that would be too it would just be too dark Mm -hmm. um so i figured it was going to be her but i just i didn't know how they were going to get there and it was it was the journey the way they got there Mm -hmm. um was so like you said so satisfying how they were fighting over who was going to sacrifice themselves um and the logic between them was so just damn damn near perfect because like he it's a stat. It's been established that he has gone completely rogue. He's he's taken up the mantle of Ronan. I don't know if they actually said it in the movie, but apparently that's his name in the right thing. But um, he and he's slaughtering just people mm-hmm. like through it. Like he spent five years just slaughtering gang leaders and stuff. Right. Which 
thought it was really cool that there was uh that that actor from Sunshine. Yeah, uh, I played Kanata. I can never remember his name. Yeah, me neither. Um, but he's fantastic. Yeah. But like, and I didn't even, I didn't even piece this together until I looked like I was reading like the IMDb trivia, but it's like, uh, oh, wow. Hang on. Um, there were three, there's, there are three actors from Sunshine in, right? In the MCU. So there's him, Chris Chris Evans. Evans. Oh, uh, BD Wong. Oh, BD Wong. Yes. Okay. So anyway, I, uh, just really cool that we have three actors from Sunshine in one movie. Isn't that his name in the movie, Wong? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wong, you're invited to my wedding. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. But, um, and also just Scarlett Johansson's performance mm-hmm. when she's da- literally dangling off the cliff and she's just like, it's okay. Like her, <sighs> I was like, dear God, this is, cause she's just like total, like expressing like total, you could just see like her love and admiration, like pouring yeah. off her face. And I was like, that is like, that is just hardcore acting mm-hmm. right there. Like totally. you can't write that into a script. Like that's just something that person does or they don't do. Yeah. And she did the shit out of it. It's so awesome to think that they cast her in Iron Man two. I know like, back in, when was that? 2010, 2010, maybe. Yeah. And it's just like, and like up until that, like she's been, she's been a good, like she's been, she's been really good in the movies that she's been in mm-hmm. and everything. But it's like, that was like, that was like, that's why you cast ScarJo in that role. <laughs> right. Uh, for that moment in particular, because she has the chops to really Absolutely. perform that scene and really have it be convincing. Did you notice her necklace in the movie? No. Uh, throughout the movie, um, as she's like worried about Clint and everything, she has this necklace that is essentially, uh, just an arrow. Oh, um, okay. Kind of. I thought that was kind of a nice touch. That's cool. Um, so yeah, she sacrifices herself. And then are there anything, is there anything else in that area before we get to the big climax of the movie? Cause I'm dying to know what that, uh, person in the theater said to piss you off. Yeah. At the end. Um, I don't No, I don't think there's anything else to really address. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and talk about the climax. Cause yes. we, we also, we still need to talk about Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, but, uh, home. Okay. So that freaking like fight at the end. I know. Um, so, so much to talk about about it. I know. <laughs> and it is so incredible. Yes. For a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, first, uh, we'll, we'll, I just want to bring this up and then we'll talk about it in a minute, but, um, Thor and Cap with, uh, with Stormbreaker and, oh my God. Mjolnir. Oh, yeah. So, so good. <laughs> I think, yeah, so that part, like that, mm-hmm. like I was actually worried for myself because I thought I might be having a heart attack. Really? Like my, <laughs> my, my chest, my heart was pumping so hard in my chest. Mm-hmm. Um, like I saw the, and like, I think that's from the comics. I think, mm-hmm. uh, Captain America actually wields Molnir in the comics. I believe so. I yeah. think so. So like I, I knew that was probably going to happen. Mm-hmm. But like, as and Thanos is a, yeah, it's hinted it's in, in Age, of, yeah, Ultron. Age of Ultron. And there's some people theorizing that in Age of Ultron he was faking. I've, I've read I've seen series. that and I was like, fucking could be, who yeah. knows, oh, you yeah. know? Um, but, uh, as Thanos was pushing Stormbreaker into, uh, Thor's chest, I was mm. like, holy shit. And then the, the hammer comes flying in. I was like, what? And then it goes flying back. I, I was sitting there thinking, I was like, who did that? And mm. like, I know that Captain America picks up the hammer in the comics. Yeah. I was like, it's going to be Captain America, but I just, I don't know. <laughs> I was so in the moment because I thought, I thought Thor was going to die too. I thought like the oh, big yeah. three 
of the big three, you know, Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America, I figured at least two of them are going to die. Yeah. So I was like, it could be Thor right now. It could right. be right now. And so I was just so in that moment that I was like, how is this happening? And then it just comes back to his hand, and I was just like, oh, like so many people reacted in it that was, moment. It was so great. Um, uh, I just, yeah. I What I loved about that is the way that it was shot, um, because we get a close-up of Molnir like being picked up right but right. we don't see the handle in the way that it's shot it's it, it's it's not like it's you can the way that it's shot is that it's it's not like it's being picked up it's like it looks like it's levitating like Thor right is calling it right um and it's obviously pur- purposeful so like mm-hmm. i like i noticed that and then uh and then when when it comes back and uh, and cap has it i'm like I was so floored. Like yeah. the guy next to me screamed. Yes. And, like, he like <laughs> clapped and I freaking loved Thor's, Ugh. Thor's line where he's like, I knew it. Yeah. That was the, one of the best parts of it. Yeah. So great. Yeah. Um, that, and that whole fight was amazing. Oh and, yeah. Like it was, it was some, like the thing that I love arguably the most about infinity war is the fight on Titan because it's such a cool, like, comic book fight. Absolutely. And it has Thanos as being this, he has most of the, of the stones. Right. And he uses them throughout it. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad that they, that it wasn't a rehash of that in this, in this movie. Like, he doesn't have, he doesn't have them. In right. This movie. Right. Um, but he's still a formidable opponent. Right. And it's still done in a way that's really unique and cool. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Um, I also really like, I was, I was really, really impressed with the way that they made it. They made that scene, that set and everything look a lot like Tony's vision in Age of Ultron. Yes. Um, even down to the shield being kind of <clears throat> shattered. Right. Um, just so, so satisfying. Cause like I, I pieced that together as soon as I saw the shield getting like torn apart. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh my, Oh my God. This is like, I kind of like noticed it like, Oh, this is just like how it, like how Tony imagined it. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that was cool. Right. Um, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, can we talk about the, okay. So, let me preface this by saying that another one of my favorite moments in Infinity War is the moment where Thor arrives at Wakanda. Um, yeah. It's like, it's a huge moment. It's so yes. awesome. Yeah. Um, they t- topped that a hundredfold by, <laughs> by, oh my God. Like, it, like it gave me chills <laughs> when Captain like had, like he starts hearing, uh, Sam come in on the intercom and then all he says is on your left and then yeah. everyone comes in. Like, yes. Fuck. That was awesome. And up to that point, it's like, it's getting dark. Like yeah. the, the, the shield is shattered and mm. Tony's like all fucked up and right. like uh, Thor almost got killed. And it's mm. like, and the cap just looks like absolute hell and he's literally yeah. standing alone. Um, and he's ready to go again. Mm. Um, and it's just so, so dark and negative yeah. in that moment and you get this awesome line from thanos that he's going full villain now he's like what am i about yeah. to do to your planet i'm gonna enjoy it that was that was so i was like so jesus chilling. and it, it was chilling yeah it yeah. was it was like harsh and then that happens yeah. and it was just like this is perfect yeah. i was like this is perfection and then yeah and then <laughs> even like as if they couldn't 
top that. They went for it, and like they finally had Captain say, "Avengers Assemble." Yes, and I was like, I was so <laughs> like it was it was like a religious experience yeah. for me. Well, like, and it's funny because like the first portal that opens up that Doctor mm-hmm. Strange opens up, it's uh, Black Panther mm-hmm. and his sister and his mom, I think. Um, is that who it was? Yeah. But, um, like the guy who behind me who, who was talking, Mm -hmm. uh, he happened to be a black guy. Okay. And as soon as you could tell, like the music started playing and you could tell it was a black Panther. He just goes, Oh shit. (laughs) And that was the one time that I was kind of happy that he was actually talking because it was really funny the way he said that. Um, (laughs) but what was the part that pissed you off? This is the part that pissed me off. You just referenced it. Okay. You knew Captain America was finally going to say Avengers assemble. No. And the way he said it, you know, he's like Avengers. And then there's a bit of a pause and he says, assemble. And he kind of like grunts it. Mm-hmm. But of course, douchebag behind me said it at the exact same time that he did at full volume. And I like could, ba- I could actually barely hear Captain America say it. God. Um, but everybody else in the theater didn't hear him or mm-hmm. most of the people didn't and they went nuts. And so I couldn't help but like be happy and like right. rejoice in that moment. That um, sucks. Yeah. And I was like, that's like arguably the like, moment of the climax of the film almost right there yeah. like oh, that's yeah. that and then obviously the the other snap right which we'll get to but mm-hmm. um but yeah i was just like man dude how could you fucking do that like we, you're not smart like we all yeah. know that's gonna happen like exactly he's like oh man i'm gonna say a symbol because that's what he's gonna say and everybody's gonna be like oh yeah. that guy's really smart because he knew he was gonna say avengers symbol no we all fucking knew shut the fuck up and from <sighs> from your account of him saying of, of him of you saying that he was there by himself like he's not saying it to anyone right he's just like, saying it out he's loud just saying it out loud like yeah. why do people do that i don't get it oh uh, god and no one else in the theater said it right and everybody knew what was happening except for captain like, america yeah <laughs> except for chris evans yeah um oh, but yeah god. that was just like yeah that was that was perfect yeah that would that whole part was just perfect so great yeah um so when the avengers all come back and they're the the big ass fight and everything like so incredible and satisfying to mm-hmm. me um but tony let's talk about his whole thing yes um i I so love the writing in this movie for the, for this, like the dialogue in that scene. Mm. We didn't even talk about him going back in the past and talking to his dad, but it was no. Cool. Yeah. Um, I thought that was kind of, that was just like foreshadowing again. Cause it's like, oh, yeah. he's like, you know, he's getting, he has this wonderful moment with his daughter and then he has a hard heart with his wife. And then he gets mm-hmm. to finally kind of make almost like a reconcile with his dad or whatever. You, that's interesting. Yeah. I was like, this dude's dead. Like I just, huh. Yeah. It's funny because like I, I I had no doubts that he was gonna like I I knew he wasn't gonna survive the movie like yeah, I just went right. in with it I didn't think he was gonna survive Infinity War yeah but I was just wondering who was gonna do the snap yeah like who was gonna who was it I was like I think these guys are gonna die but I don't know who's gonna die doing the snap mm-hmm. and yeah yeah but he like it's funny because like his whole uh, thing with his dad in the past was wasn't something that I thought of his foreshadowing i just thought like oh that's that's so cool like he's reconciling with his dad because he's now a dad and like right like he's letting go of that baggage so that he can be a better father mm-hmm. um for like 10 minutes yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> but his the whole fight with him and thanos um first of all i love the i think that it's at that point where thanos is like uh, i think it was earlier when he said that but basically he said something to the effect of um, I won, I, I apparently won and you guys couldn't bear the loss. So that's why you came back to, came back to me or whatever. But, um, the fight with him, like, 
oh god damn it that like <laughs> when he got this when he got the stones yeah like the way that that played out the way that it's foreshadowed earlier not necessarily foreshadowed but like set up in earlier in the movie where uh thanos is like i am inevitable mm-hmm. and then the fucking like the line that fucking destroyed me <laughs> was tony getting the stones us not knowing it and then, like, Thanos snapping, nothing happening, and then it's revealed that Tony has, and then he's, uh, like, after Thanos says, I am inevitable, uh, fucking Tony says, I am Iron Man. I know. That was great. The coolest moment. Yeah. One, maybe one of my favorite moments in the entire MCU at oh, yeah. this point. So amazing. And just so fitting. Oh, absolutely. Because, you know, that was one of the coolest parts of the first movie. Yeah. Oh, is yeah. at the end when he goes, I am Iron Man. Mm-hmm. You know, I... I yeah. So I, great. I agree completely. Then that was just the perfect thing for him to say. Oh, absolutely. Right there. So um, perfect. And then after that, mm-hmm. I was, this is probably going to sound weird, but I was so glad that he, Tony didn't really get last words after that. Mm. He doesn't say anything. Yeah. Like that's he, right. he, I think he tries to talk, but he can't. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as he's being comforted in his last moments by his yeah. his wife and and peter parker and stuff like that God, that um, scene destroyed me i yeah, me too but mm. i thought that was kind of perfect that he he didn't say anything in that yeah. moment because it was all just like i don't know and, and plus it's like we've had i think he was in nine movies was uh, he in that many i don't know if not it, more was okay like, i don't know we've had at least nine movies where Tony Stark doesn't shut the fuck up. Right. He just says stuff the whole time and it's, and it's fantastic and it's some mm. of the best stuff in the whole franchise. Yeah. And I love it, but it's like, it's, it's like in that moment, it's like he's said enough. Like he's done his job mm. and it wasn't like a tongue in cheek thing or anything. It wasn't, I don't even know if that's, that was their thought process right. when they were writing the script, but it's just like he's already said enough. He's said it all and he's, He's the talker of the group. Right. But he's done now. He's done his job. He doesn't need to talk anymore. He doesn't... There's nothing left to say. Yeah. And, and I, yeah. I loved Pepper's... The the line that just killed me was when Pepper was like, we're going to be okay. Um, yeah. Well, she said, you can rest now. Yeah. And you can rest now. That, yeah. Um, but specifically when she said, like, we're going to be okay... Like, for a second, I was like, oh, okay, that's so nice, because, you know, he just saved the universe and everything. Like, yeah. They're all going to be okay. And then I realized, like, she's talking about her and Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> that's sad. It is sad. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So, so good. And just so satisfying for that character. Yes, absolutely. That whole character arc was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, in that, <laughs> and I did have my uh, my <laughs> reaction to that also when like the emotional aspect of it settled down was like, wow, that is going to free up Disney and Marvel Studios to really pump in some more money into these movies because they don't have to pay uh, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I'm kind of wondering how much money he's going to get from this. I it, well, he he gets a percentage of the box office, I think. Probably, I think. Does he? I think wow. so. I just I just said probably I think does he, um, <laughs> but yeah I just know that he's and he gets just up front like he gets a shit ton of money right he renegotiated his contract and everything so many times I think yeah um but yeah that was just so so satisfying and like that was it was just perfect and like seeing like all the villains and everything disappear and turn to dust was yeah. so just great absolutely because we all knew there was going to be a snap but we yeah. didn't realize there were going to be two 
I didn't even, you know, I didn't even really put together that there would be a snap. Well, I mean, obviously the whole point of the movie was a snap. Right. But I don't know. I just didn't go in expecting it really. Cause I really? think I was okay. kind of in your camp where I was like, well, they have the times. If they get the time stone, they can just reverse time. Right. So glad they didn't go that route. Yeah. Um, so we should probably start wrapping up. Cause we yeah. have another episode to record. Definitely. Still yes. Um, so. Oh, anything else? Oh, let's talk about the funeral and stuff. Mm, yes. Um, and Captain, mm. uh, America, Mr. America. Cap. Uh, Cap. Okay. Anyway, um, the funeral scene. Mm-hmm. Um, very just super sad. Um, yeah, it was. <laughs> did you notice the teenager? I did, and I was like, who the fuck is that? And then I had to look it up later. Okay, did you look it yeah. up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was cool. For our right. listeners, it was the kid from, uh, Iron Man 3. Right. Yeah. Right. Which I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the line where uh, Happy's talking to Morgan. That was the part that made me cry the hardest. Did it really? When she said, uh, he's like, what do you want? What do you want to eat? And she's like, cheeseburgers. Yeah. I just immediately thought of the first Iron Man movie. Mm-hmm. I loved all the callbacks to that first Iron Man movie. Me too. Um, yeah, that, that I babbled. That was sad mm-hmm. as shit. Um, that was really... It was more the way Happy reacted to it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Um, Ah, so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so Cap uh goes to take the stones back, and then he just stays in a little vacation. Right. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about that? Uh, I thought it was cool. I was wondering what was going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. like how how that was going to reconcile itself. Um, and I think I had known. I knew that uh, Steve Rogers kind of basically like relinquishes the title of Captain America. Right. I knew that he did that and I thought it was for he gave the shield to Falcon. I thought in the comics that's what happened. Mm-hmm. So I kind of figured that was going to happen, but um the way it was done was yeah. super satisfying. Um his makeup was amazing. Oh, that I scene, agree. I was totally. like holy shit that that's how Chris Evans is going to look when he's 80. That's <laughs> <laughs> like kind of perfect. Right. Um yeah, and his his performance obviously in that moment. Uh, mm-hmm. I like I just love how subdued it was. I loved how he wasn't his his performance. He wasn't like overplaying it. He was very som like not somber, but um, stoic, peaceful. Pe- yes, just peaceful. At peace. he like was he totally he was his focus was like out on the lake, like most mm-hmm. of the time, like just like enjoying the view of the lake. And that's a really good point. I was just like, man, that's because it's like obviously the dude has lived three or four lifetimes. Like right. he's just he's just a bucket of wisdom, if you mm-hmm. will, and so he. He knows to appreciate the little things or something. I don't know if they were. So there's any message awesome. there, but I just that that really kind of resonated. I was like, man, it's crazy how he's mm-hmm. just his attitude during that scene was really impressive. I thought he was going to totally. talk to Bucky too. I, you know, okay. I think so, I think Bucky was in on it. I think he knew it was going to happen. Well, I don't necessarily. Well, sort of. Uh, okay, I'll meet you halfway. Okay. Um, I actually talked to Robert from Utah, our friend friend of the show, Robert. Mm-hmm. He and I talked about that a little bit. He said that he was a little disappointed that uh, first of all, he said that he felt that uh, the Winter Soldier should have gotten the shield and not not Sam. Right. Um, which I I disagree with. I think Sam was uh worthy of it, and I'll talk about that in a minute. In okay. A minute. But, um. And I, like he said, like, I kind of wish he would have said something to Bucky too. Yeah. <laughs> and I was right there with him. I was like, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Like, I wish that he would have too. I was a little disappointed in that. But like, I was reading comments about that and stuff. And like, it just dawned on me, um, that they had their moment before Cap went back in time. Because, right. Like, right. they had the whole, like, don't do anything stupid while I'm gone. How can I do anything stupid when you're taking all the stupid with you? Yeah. Um, and then Bucky says to him, I'm really going to miss you. 
Mm. Um, and that's like to signal to him, like he knows that he's not, like he's he's not coming back in right. five seconds the way that he expects to. Right. That everyone expects him to. Um, he, they knew that that, but I think I, I like, and Robert mentioned this too. I think he was he was like, I just wanted like another like end of the line, like till the end of the line, line with between them. Yeah. Like, yeah, that would have been satisfying. But right. Um, but Sam getting the shield. Yeah. Um, totally on board with that as him taking up the mantle of Captain America. And I actually prefer him being Captain America over, over, uh, Bucky for a couple of reasons. Um, one, uh, Bucky, this is, this is something that I really, that I didn't put into context until I read some comments talking about it, but, um, there's too much baggage with the shield and Bucky yeah, because Howard Stark made it and right. murdered Howard Stark and like all of that. Like it's too, he's too murky of a character right. to do that. Like his whole thing is like, he's found his redemption. He's like, he's, he's been redeemed and everything, but Sam has been a character that has been throughout the movies. He's been caps like new right-hand man. And he like, there, there was one, one, uh, thing that was brought up that I didn't I didn't connect until I until I read it but basically it says a lot about Sam and Cap's relationship that when Sam is gone because of the snap uh Cap takes over as like a like he takes on the man, takes on the role of like a grief counselor yeah where like in the winter soldier Sam was doing the same thing right uh for um yeah, for counseling and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just I, I think it's a better fit. Yeah. Um, would you like to see an Anthony Mackie Captain America movie? Oh, I would love to. I'd love to. I've been a big fan of Anthony Mackie for a long time. Me too. This is a deep pull, but back in two thousand two when Eight Mile came out. <gasps> yes. I was like, Who's this guy? Yes. And I just I was like from that point forward I liked Anthony Mackie and I was like, This mm-hmm. dude's probably gonna get an Oscar someday. Like yeah. that's that's how I used to think about Anthony Mackie and I've just been a fan of his for a long time. He's and, he's great. Yeah. Um Oh God, what was his name? Was he Papa Doc? Uh yeah. yeah I don't even remember. The leader of the other guys? Yeah. He yeah. went to Cranbrook, that was a private yeah. school. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I know something about you. Yeah. Uh, nice. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> oh, it went off the rails, movie. but anyway, um, so, uh, but yeah, so that, like, I, I love that, but like, I was sitting there thinking like, Oh, I want an Anthony Mackie Captain America movie so bad. Yeah. But I don't think we're going to get one. Right. Uh, because, and are you aware of this, that Disney plus is going to happen? Obviously. Uh-huh. Are you aware of the original programming that they're going to come out of the gate with? Isn't there going to be a um like a Loki show? There I think that there's going to be a Loki show. I don't think that that's going to be like a, at launch or anything. I think it's okay. going to be down the road. And isn't like Tom Hiddleston doing it? I think so. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought. And there's going to be a Wanda and Vision show. Oh jeez. Um yeah. Uh and uh the one that I'm most excited about is Winter Soldier and Falcon. Oh really? Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, like I'm, I am on board with that for totally. For sure. And is it going to be the cast? Are going to recast it? Didn't? Um, I think it's going to be the same, same character, really? same actors. Yeah. Wow. Um, super on board with that. Yeah. Um, and I'm really wondering because they announced it as Winter Soldier and Falcon, or Falcon and Winter Soldier. Wow. I wonder if they're going to change the name. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, huh. but yeah, that's coming out. 
I don't know if those are going to be at launch or anything, but like the service is starting November 13th for six ninety nine. Yeah, gonna, yeah, I'm gonna have to look into that. Yeah, and it's also going to have all 30 seasons of The Simpsons. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Jeez. Mm. So, um. Yeah. Um. So Ant Man did not shrink down and climb up Thanos's ass. He did not. He did not. So yeah, I waited for the post credit stinger too. <laughs> right. Um. Speaking of which, did you stay through the credits? I did. Yeah. And so D bag behind me assemble. Uh, he didn't get it. Oh, really? Yeah, like there were a bunch of people huh. in the theater. Like it was a, for those who were listening. It was a sound. You know, it was yeah. the sound of. Uh, Tony Stark in the mm-hmm. cave in the first movie building the Mark One. Yep. Um, it was that actual audio from the movie. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I heard it and I was, I, I, I got it. I'm kind of proud of myself. I actually got it. Cause Same. typically with that shit, I'm just like, what the fuck was that? Right. Um, but I actually got it. And I, I kind of did, I did a, like a little, <laughs> nice. Like, that's yeah. kind of how I reacted. And douchebag behind me was like, well, I don't know what that was. Okay. To who? I know. To who are you talking to? Right, and I was like, oh, you're so brilliant that you have all these comments throughout, but you couldn't figure that part out? Yeah. And I was like, you fucking idiot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I thought that was a really, like... Because, like, I don't... I, I agree, I don't... With a lot of people that I don't think it needed a stinger or, like, no. a, um, a post credit scene. Right. Because um, it's done. The story's over. Yeah. Um, But that was, like... A nice, a really good way to do it because it's a nice little tribute. Yeah. To Iron Man, I thought that was like that's where it all began. Absolutely. That was a really great uh, choice and just a nice subtle little thing to do. Totally agree. Yeah. Um, during the credits, uh, okay, so basically I had, um, at work Friday, one of my coworkers mentioned like, oh yeah, my son and uh my uh, my husband took my took my kids to see Avengers last night. Uh, they really liked it, and uh, she mentioned, she was like, yeah, yeah, they said there's no after-credits scene or anything. So I was like, okay, and then um, I was actually asking uh, a friend of mine about it, and she was like, well, uh, stay until the very, very end. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, I wonder what it is. So I'm sitting there, and I'm just like, you know, minding my own business, and then, like, the people next to me are like, and this, I don't know, it's whatever, but, like, they they're... Like talking like, uh, is there, do you think there's going to be an after credits scene and everything? And then <laughs> like, well, let's look it up. So they're like, they're Googling it and stuff. And they're like, okay, no, there's no after, like full volume. Yeah. Uh, there's no after credits scene. We can go. And then like, they're like, wait, really? And then like, they looked at it more and it's like, oh, it's just a sound. I'm like, <laughs> okay, is that technically a spoiler? Cause like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, dude. <laughs> right. I'm right here. Yeah. Um, which is something I, I something I didn't mention was when, when I got to the theater since I got there early, uh, I brought earbuds so I could drown out any any sound. Nice. Uh, just because I didn't want to be in in line or in the hallway or in the bathroom and overhear someone say like, "Oh, I can't believe Tony Stark died." Or whatever. right, right. Um. So yeah. So anyway. Mm. Um, yeah, closing thoughts on Avengers Endgame. It's over, man. Mm. It's finally, not finally over, but right. it's over. Uh, yeah, it's kind of, man, it's just epic. It it feels so, it feels crazy, because yeah. it's like, and it's funny because it's been 10 years, mm. which isn't, I mean, that's a long time. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, other franchises have been going for longer. Right. Um. It's just, this is just, this just feels so unique and so yeah. special, I guess. I think, I don't know. I can't, I can't put my finger on what's, mm-hmm. why it's so special, but I think it's, they just hit this out of the park and they really did on so many levels. And like, yeah. there's not a 
bad movie out of the 22. I really don't think there's a bad movie. Some of them aren't great. Right, right. But there's not a bad movie, and that's really hard to pull off. Think about how many crappy Bond, movie there's, Bond movies <laughs> there true. are. That's true. That is very true. You know, that's it's, tough. Yeah. I will say there is not a bad movie in that batch of 21 movies. <laughs> And then Thor of the Dark World. Yeah. <laughs> I've only seen that once, to be yeah, honest. It's so. Like Thor of the Dark World, Iron Man 2, like the, like the low point, the low points of the Marvel Cinematic Universe are still movies that I bought on Blu-ray and I have on my digital collection. Yeah. Like it's still, like it, they're watchable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So good stuff. I really, really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, really excited to see it again. And I, I'll kind of be surprised if it, falls out of my number one for the year oh yeah uh, honestly because that's how much i are you gonna see it again yeah. in the theaters yeah 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 i'm gonna try to i'm gonna see it sometime soon okay and i probably will end up seeing it a third time for shits and giggles nice um, i kind of want to go see it with Paige. Mm. so yeah i hope it's still in theaters after the race because oh I, we're not gonna have time <laughs> i almost i guarantee it will be really yeah okay um, I would love to see it at the State Museum. Yeah, that'd be um, nice. I did get to see it in IMAX. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that how was, was the IMAX? Yeah, it was, I mean, I think that that was the way to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 2D? I, it was 2D, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I saw it in digital, just regular. Right. 2D. Um, it would be cool to, yeah. the, uh, also, I don't, th- yeah, we didn't mention this, mm-hmm. the, Entire movie, every single frame was filmed with an IMAX camera. Yeah, that's what's nuts. First time it's never happened, ever happened. Yeah. How the hell do they do that? I, no idea. It's crazy. No idea. Because, like, for those who don't know, the IMAX camera isn't just like some little handheld thing you'd see right. at the sidelines of a soccer game. Like, it's they've they've shrunk them down, but like mm-hmm. they used to be like the size of a minivan, damn yeah. near, and they've shrunk them down to where I think it's like. The lightest one is like a hundred pounds, mm-hmm. and it takes like two people to operate it. Yeah, and like I remember, I was uh, after I read that I was thinking about that funeral scene. How the hell did they pull that off? Right. Weaving through that group of people, like yeah, uh, you know, all the people throughout these this whole franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, that's impressive with a damn IMAX camera. Oh yeah. So, um, just yeah, that is that is nuts. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <clears throat> just God. Crazy. Uh, that's what makes that's what makes me want to see it in the State Museum IMAX. Yeah, me too. Um, me too. So, uh, like, I need to see it there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's it's cool. Yeah. Good stuff. Awesome. Um. Really cool. Like, this wasn't your first t- time seeing Iron Man, but I remember my first time seeing Iron Man was when you and I worked together, and we watched it at work on my laptop. Yeah. Um. Uh, and, and like that was the first. Like that was like it blew my mind that. Like, uh, cause I remember, I remembered hearing like, um, oh, there's something weird after the credits or something. I don't, I don't know what it was. Um, and then like you explained it to me afterwards, like, oh yeah, there's this whole Avengers thing and they're going to have like these different superheroes come together in one movie. And I was like, this is my destiny. <laughs> um, this is, this is amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's, it's pretty cool. So yeah, absolutely. I think when, Endgame comes out on Blu-ray and DVD. We should break into the building that we work security at uh-huh. and watch it overnight. Okay. Yeah. Will be really tricky. Yeah. Nigh impossible. But uh, <laughs> well, you still work yeah. there. Well, that's true. I would still really like to still work there. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> oh man. Uh yeah. So 
Um, yeah, that, I think that'll do it. I'm mm-hmm. sure we missed things and, yeah. you know, let us know what you thought of Endgame and, and yeah, it's a big ass movie. Um, mm-hmm. let us know if you peed during it. Yeah. Um, cause that's something I'm, you know, interested in. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why. Okay. Uh, Says a lot about you. Yeah. Well, you know, um, <laughs> are you really surprised? <laughs> uh, please don't send me piss stuff anyway yeah um i mean if you pledge us pledge us on patreon you can send us whatever you want <laughs> um but anyway i think that'll do it we are maybe gonna record uh, another episode tonight but we will be back with a review of the long night episode of game of thrones and then we are also going to be doing a special car recording of long shot so that should be fun mm-hmm. um so yeah so That'll do it for this episode of The Obsessive Viewer. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. And I'm Inevitable, and Tiny is Iron Man, I guess. Um, I'm Iron Man 3000. Yeah! <laughs> oh, we didn't even really talk about the whole 3000 thing. Yeah, it was the cutest yeah. shit. So uh, adorable. Yeah. So, uh, right, in, right in the heartstrings. Yeah. Um, yeah, but anyway, uh, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Thanks, guys. You're a very difficult person to contact, Spider-Man. This is Mr. Beck. We could have used someone like you on my world. New world? Beck is from Earth, just not ours. The snap to our hole in our dimension. You're saying there's a multiverse? We have a job to do, and you're coming with us. There's gotta be someone else you can use. What about Thor? Off world. Captain Marvel. Unavailable. But I'm just a friendly neighborhood Spider Man. Bitch, please, you've been to space. I gotta get you guys out of here. Get on the jet. Who are you? I work with Spider-Man. You work for Spider-Man? I work with Spider-Man, not for Spider-Man. New plan. Okay, so as you just heard, that was the trailer for the new, or the new trailer for Spider-Man Far From Home. (laughs) Um, uh, it, uh, just came out this past Monday. As you have probably figured out, our review of Endgame was actually recorded on April 30th. So we're a little bit behind, um, the times in releasing the episode. So I thought since that's a little outdated, I figured I would come in and just kind of briefly talk about my thoughts on the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer and cover a couple of things or answer a couple of questions from uh, our review of Endgame. First of all, the I am Iron Man line uh, was apparently something that was figured out um, or thought up in post-production when they were editing the film. Um, super surprising because it fits so perfectly well. And I think the editor came up with the line or thought of the line. And then they kind of scrambled and got Robert Downey Jr. back to film that scene. And I read somewhere that... They actually ended up filming that scene like catty corner to where he first screen tested for uh, the role of Tony Stark in the first Iron Man. So that's pretty cool. Um, So this week, the Russo brothers lifted the spoiler alert ban, essentially, on uh, Endgame. And uh, in doing that, Marvel released a spoiler-heavy trailer for Far From Home that basically just is spoiling Endgame, and in the process answers a couple of questions. So, 
the movie looks great. I can't wait. Um, comes out July 2nd. Uh, tickets are on sale now. I'm now I'm super excited for it. Um, anytime, anytime that, uh, Michael Giacchino, I think it's Michael Giacchino, right? Um, uh, Spider-Man theme music that plays off of the, uh, um, cartoon series theme music uh anytime that plays in the trailers i'm just so floored by it and so excited for it it's god i'm so i'm so pumped and tom holland is such an incredible peter parker spider-man i i I love him so anyway the movie looks great uh there are a couple things in the trailer that i wanted to point out one that kind of has the internet going a little bit crazy is the um reveal i don't know if i would say reveal the notion that uh mysterio is from an alternate universe or the multiverse that the multiverse exists um which is such a cool concept but a lot of people are commenting on on the internet saying like well his whole shtick is that he's kind of a con artist who's trying to he's basically um uh syndrome from (laughs) the incredibles or syndrome is basically him from the Spider-Man comics, but whatever. Um, and so maybe it's not true that there is a, an alternate universe or, uh, that the, the multiverse has been opened up by, by the snap. But I will say that while that's likely the case, that it's just a con and that there is no, there is no alternate, alternate dimensions, or he's not from an alternate universe. I love the idea that did open up uh different dimensions because that is that's a really interesting way for them to bring in like the fox uh marvel superheroes um and bring in like the x-men in in particular and bringing in well i guess the x-men is really the one that i'm going with um to bring in the x-men into the fold um time will tell we'll see um We'll see how that goes. Um, yeah. Uh, other than that, just the trailer looks really good. Um, I love, I love how, uh, Happy Hogan is such a uh, central figure in the trailers that we've gotten so far. And I love the, like, the line that absolutely killed me was, um, so you're the next Iron Man and uh, Spider-Man says, like, I don't have time. I'm too busy doing your guys' jobs. Uh, just those little quips are just so perfect. And I love I love this iteration of Spider-Man for that reason. And, yeah, so we'll see how it goes July 2nd. Um, yeah, that's those are my thoughts on Spider-Man. And just for, you know, um, to kind of round out the entire episode and everything, today um, I'm recording this May 6th. May 7th. Wow, it's May 7th. Um, uh, today it was announced like Disney threw out a ton of release dates and everything for their uh, the next several years or next few years, really. And the kind of big takeaway from it is that it was announced that, uh, first of all, well, okay, I'll back up a little bit. First of all, the New Mutants, um, which had a trailer last year. Um, that was supposed to, it was supposed to come out April of 2018, um, and then was pushed back or pushed to, uh, I think February 2019, and then was then pushed back to August 2nd, 2019, has now been pushed back even further to April 3rd, 2020. And, uh, this movie, it's, it's the New Mutants, it's in kind of a X-Men spinoff, 
uh, kind of horror-esque uh, movie uh, directed by Josh Boone. And I'm super bummed because that first trailer I was really um, invested in and really interested in it. And at this point, I really don't think it's going to happen. I, I just don't think this movie is going to be released. If it is, it'll probably get like dumped on a streaming service. So that's a bummer, and uh, we'll see if that happens. But kind of one of the big things that was announced today was that Disney has unveiled that uh, it's uh, it's going to be really uh, that the Star Wars movies are going to have um, a little bit of a break. They're going to come back in 2022 with three all new movies that are going to come out in uh, every other year, and in between those or actually t- technically starting in December of 2021, Disney, who now owns Fox, is going to be releasing the Avatar sequels. So basically in December of 2021, we're going to have Avatar 2. December 22, we're going to have uh, the new Star Wars movie. Then the next year, Avatar 3. Then the next Star Wars movie. Then Avatar 4. Av- uh, and then next Star Wars movie. And then Avatar 5. Um, sure cool whatever um <laughs> uh the rise of skywalker is coming out this december we'll see how that goes um avatar i i the most uh the most interest i had in avatar was a couple of years ago when one of the one of the news items came out about uh avatar 2 being in production or wrapping whatever 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 news thing happened in a couple of years ago regarding the avatar sequels I was interested in it um, solely, like, first of all, I don't care. Like, Avatar, I don't, whatever. I, I don't like the movie. I don't like the original movie. It just, what it didn't stick with me. I've tried to watch it again. It's just, it's, I don't like it. I don't really get James Cameron, um, aside from his the, his technical achievements. I don't get him as a storyteller. I just, I just don't get the fervor form. And I'm super excited that uh, Endgame is kind of on the cusp of uh, potentially beating Avatar and has already usurped um, Titanic for second highest grossing movie of all time. But anyway, um, the most excited I've been for the Avatar sequels has been a couple years ago when I kind of thought like, well, it'll be interesting uh, to see Avatar come out in the midst of... Marvel, like Disney's dominance of like Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe and Star Wars. It'll be interesting to see this other franchise come out, but that's a moot point now because Disney owns 20th Century Fox, so it's all Disney. Um, so, so with that, honestly, my interest in the Avatar sequels has waned even more now. It's just it's all one big conglomerate thing. And if it's good, it's good. James Cameron has a good track record with science fiction sequels, obviously. Um, and he, I would hope, has a decent idea if he's making freaking five movies and devoting the rest of his career to playing around on Pandora. But, uh, and I'll see him, obviously, just because it's kind of my job. But I just don't care. Uh, we'll see what happens in 2021. Um, there were a bunch of other, uh, release dates announced, but it's all kind of just vague, like, oh, Disney live action, Disney live action, Pixar movie, Marvel movie, it's all untitled stuff. Um, basically, Disney's dominance is continuing, and we'll see what happens in the next few years. So... Uh, I think that'll do it for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed our endgame review. Let us know what you thought of it and 
your expectations for Far From Home and the um, future of the MCU, Star Wars, Avatar, even. Yeah. So let us know. Next time on the podcast, we have a lot of stuff going on. So um, we were going to record an episode that was reviewing the... uh, the long night episode of Game of Thrones, the Battle of Winterfell episode, uh, but we couldn't get the logistics worked out. Me and Tiny couldn't. So we're hoping that here in a couple of days we're going to get a chance to sit down and review uh, the last two episodes, these previous two episodes of Game of Thrones, episodes three and four, um, and get that out hopefully by the weekend. Um, Fingers crossed. But aside from that, we do have... um, Hopefully a couple of bonus episodes, or it'll probably be one bonus episode released next week. Um, that's going to be Tiny and I reviewing uh, Longshot, and maybe me and Kirsten reviewing Palms. Um, we'll kind of have that as a bonus episode next week. But next week's main episode is going to be Kirsten and I, Kirsten and I talking about the super long-winded Ted Bundy movie with uh, Zach Efron, uh, starring Zach Efron. Zach Efron wasn't on the podcast. But anyway, um, extremely wicked and vile and wild or whatever it is. I I, I don't know, but it's on Netflix. We're going to have a re- review of that next week, as well as we're going to be continuing our little TV show swap project, Lost Point, where, we, where we're each watching Lost and Flashpoint. We are going to be reviewing episodes four and five of each of those shows first seasons uh so so check those out that should be up next week and then also finally um i uh, i fall a bit behind on anthology i'm gonna hopefully get back on track with that i have to because i have the bonus reviews and everything going with the new twilight zone so check that out and then before long we're gonna have new episodes of tower junkies um, I'm probably going to end up reviewing the new Pet Cemetery uh, on my own, um, and that'll be up soon, and then after that we'll get more regular stuff going on there. So anyway, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. And now, here's a short clip from our Patreon-exclusive RSS feed. To hear the full clip and more exclusive Patreon content, go to patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer and become a patron at the minimum rate of $1 per month. Thank you and enjoy. Yeah. Uh, real quick, The Rise of Skywalker. What do you think of the trailer? Oh, yeah. Um, pretty exciting trailer. Um, the whole, uh, you know, the laugh at the end mm-hmm. of uh, Emperor Palpatine. Um, pretty cray balls. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, pretty good. Just a highly effective trailer. Yeah, it reminded me of the uh, the Force Awakens, the first mm-hmm. trailer they came out with. It reminded me of that. Yeah, I I had plenty of jokes in my head, but I didn't want to say them or anything. But like mm-hmm. one was, I can't wait to see how J.J. Abrams ends this uh, heavy breathing at the beginning of teaser trailers <laughs> trilogy yeah. of Star Wars. <laughs> um, and also uh. I don't know. I'm, I think it's time. I think it's, I, I do think that it's time. And I'm glad that they showed this in the trailer. Like, we need another use of the Death Star. We need, we need a Death Star in this yeah. movie. So I'm excited to see it's that. It's true. They're really beating that to death. Um, yeah. <laughs> They're really starring it to death. Uh, I don't know. The Obsessive Viewer podcast is edited and produced by Matt Hurt and presented by ObsessiveViewer.com. For a full archive of our episodes, go to ObsessiveViewer.com slash OV archive. 
You can also like our Facebook page and join the OV Facebook group at facebook.com slash the obsessive viewer. And follow us on Twitter at obsessive viewer and at obsessive tiny. And follow our recurring co hosts at I am Mike White, that's me, at RA Feckus and at burger underscore lurker. If you enjoy the show, please take a couple minutes to leave us a rating and a quick review on Apple Podcasts. This is the easiest way to support what we do, and all it costs is a little bit of your time. If you'd like to donate to the podcast, you can make a PayPal donation at obsessiveviewer.com slash donate, or support us on Patreon for recurring donations and access to commentary tracks and B-roll audio recorded exclusively for patrons at patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer. Every donation goes toward paying the fees to keep the podcast running and is greatly appreciated. For official Obsessive Viewer merch, including shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more, visit our Tee Public store. You can find a link to the store in the show notes of this episode and at obsessiveviewer.com slash donate. Or you can simply search for Obsessive Viewer at teepublic.com, T-E-E, public.com. For information about our annual live event showcasing short horror films from local filmmakers, check out shocktoberinirvington.com. And for an archive of all our events, as well as news about potential future events, head over to obsessiveviewer.com slash live. For more podcast content, you can find Anthology, Matt's solo podcast covering The Twilight Zone, and other classic and contemporary science fiction anthology TV shows at anthologypod.com and on Twitter at OVAnthologyPod. You can also find Tower Junkies, a podcast where Matt and Tiny share their love of all things Stephen King and his magnum opus, The Dark Tower series, at TowerJunkiesPod.com and at TowerJunkiesPod on Twitter. And finally, check out The Secular Perspective, Tiny's side project podcast, which tackles current events and life's big questions from the perspective of secular hosts Chad and Amanda, at thesecularperspective.com. The theme music for The Obsessive Viewer comes courtesy of the band Loudlike from their EP, Mistakes We Must Make. Additional bumper music is provided courtesy of As Good As It Gets, which can be found at facebook.com slash asgoodasitgetsband. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Kitty! Kitty!